Welcome to Critical Drinking. I'm Kevin Regan. I'm Tyler Kosebski. And this is the podcast where we drink beer, we watch movies, and we talk about them. It is episode 57. This episode we're watching City of Men, a Brazilian film. Uh, and we are doing our top five South slash Central American movies. Basically call it the South Central episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's continuing our round the world, world tour, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is our second dive into, you know, foreign films. And so it should be pretty cool. Um, we just posted last week's episode just now, minutes before turning on this microphone. So, uh, we don't have any Facebook feedback because there wasn't any opportunity to give it. Mm-mm. However, that's okay because you can go now and, you know, maybe I'll take a week to post this one so you can talk about your, uh, top five South slash Central American movies and I'll post next week's episode quicker. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry it's been so long, and I'll do better next time. Don't bother. Yeah, probably Don't not. bother. But yeah, so City of Men is the... Is it technically a follow-up to City of God? It takes place in the same city, but no. Rio, and got um, some of the same actors and the same producer. It has the same actors and the same producers, <laughs> which is really funny. But no, it's not a prequel. It's, it's just... Basically the same exact movie, but set in the 70s. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, that works. Um, City of God is one of those movies that might show up on our top five list, so uh, you'll have to wait and see for that. Yeah. But since we have absolutely nothing to talk about pre-movie, let's dive right into the movie. All right. One of the quickest starts ever. Weird. Why don't we have anything to talk about? Because there's no poll, there's no Facebook feedback. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And there's, you know... What's new with you? Movie. Oh, you know, nothing. Just... Hanging out. Yeah. Didn't win trivia last night. It's too bad. At least you didn't have to drink out of the dick bong. Yeah, no shit. The dong bong. (laughs) (laughs) The loser at trivia every week at the bar has to drink out of the dong bong. Has to chug a beer out of the dong bong. It's just basically, you know, a beer bong with a giant plastic dong handle on the end (laughs) that you have to suck through. Very emasculating, but the last couple weeks it has been dudes. Willingly dudes? Mm, there was the first the first time it was yeah. willingly a dude. Alright. He was like, okay, fine guys. Ha ha. Give me that cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, good thing we didn't have to do that. Yeah. And it was fun. Cool. And then this weekend, next tomorrow is uh, St. Patty's Day. It is. So we're doing the barsicle or the the bike drink fest. I don't get what we're doing. Just has I don't know out there if this is in every town or not, but I'm assuming it's probably just in warm areas, yeah. and most of our audience is probably in Portland. Yep. Maybe during the summertime you'll see one. I guess they're around Burlington, so you mm. know you may see one in the summer. Don't ever do them. Yeah. It is such a waste of time. Like, get on a regular bike and bike tour with your friends rather than Way get faster. on a 
a barcicle that weighs a shitload. Yeah. And you pedal extremely hard to go extremely slow. <laughs> yeah. When all you want to do is drink, and it takes forever to get between bar to bar, at least out here, because they're not that yeah. close. Yeah. It is just a waste of time. Yep. It's, you sweat a lot. You do sweat. That's true. Hopefully, then you get to the bar and you like, stink and now I can't pick up girls. It's <laughs> yeah. just a waste of fucking time. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so we'll be doing that tomorrow. So next episode, that can be something that we talk about. Yeah. But we've already done it once. It's just a big, giant boat of a vehicle with seats and pedals. I say we none of us go <laughs> and just have her, her, her and her parents just pedal it themselves. <laughs> around. We're in the group. Well, we bike next to them on a real bicycles and laugh. Bike next to them, but pass them 15 times between <laughs> bars because they're Get all hammered so drunk slow. before they get to their first bar. Seriously. Guys, yeah. oh. yeah, so what's taking you so long? <laughs> Let's go. We're ready. I had six oh. shots already. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that should be fun. So listen for that cool. uh, next week. Yeah. Um, so City of Men. Movie's about 106 minutes. Uh, you just cracked number one. How many yeah. beers do you want to drink? I like my, my six. You do? You I like enjoy to your six. Number. What did I say the first time? Nine? <laughs> you said eight. <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> but hey, lofty. You, yeah. I mean, how are you going to challenge yourself if you don't set lofty goals? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, Ryan, right? Ryan? Exactly. Yeah, Ryan. Didn't he drink, what, nine Guinnesses? Nine Guinnesses. Nine Guinnesses. During the movie. Yeah, so I, that's... Pints! Guinness pint cans. That was the episode I'd listened to to get warmed up oh. that evening, and I just knew I'd challenge myself. <laughs> there you go. So I thought, hey. There you go. Um, but yeah, so six for you. I felt like shit today. Still kind of feel like shit. But I'm going to say four. I'm going to downgrade it one to four. So uh, we'll go ahead and go watch this movie, and then we'll come back and hopefully have a little bit more to say than we just did. <laughs> So. Shortest episode ever. See you we in a bit. We just watched the movie. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <And> Bye. <laughs>watched City of Men, all 106 minutes of it. Uh, first things first, Tyler, how did you do beer-wise? I think I, I came up short. But oh, no. Oh, no. Is that a first in Kirkville drinking history? No, not okay. by any means. Good. But um, I drank all four, but I had to yeah. speed it up one in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I knew I was getting down to the deadline. Um, but yeah. How, uh, this was your, well, you've seen it before, I had not, mm -hmm. so maybe I'll go first. Okay. Um, I thought it was good, it, you know, coming into it, knowing that it's from the same type of people as City of God was, and the same place, obviously, some of the same actors, I was, you know, kind of going into it, knowing the the general vibe that I was going to get, and... One thing that I really liked in both movies is just how they explore Rio and like the slums of Rio and how you really get a sense of that, you know, that element just as as maybe another character. 
like the city is not just the setting, but you know, it's also they use it so there's landmarks that are so specific and you know, the gang war, the basically the turf wars that are, you know, going on throughout this movie and well, that movie too actually. Um but you know, I really liked how how they kind of juxtapose every once in a while the beauty of the city, and then they get down into it, and it's real like gritty and and nasty. And um, but I know we were talking about how it would be awesome to go to Rio, except the Rio part, <laughs> like get, getting in there. It wouldn't be safe. Yeah. I uh, I actually tweeted. I was like, I'm watching City of Men with TK, and we both want to go to Rio, but. Not the killy and rapey part, because <laughs> that's the that's the part I want to avoid is the killy part, and then also the rapey part, because <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that's as fun as as normal Rio. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like they they have these overhead shots that are like, holy shit, this is an amazing place, and they're the beginning of the movie. They go down on the beach, and you're like, wow, this is just like. Should be an incredible place to be, and then you really go into the movie and you're like, "Oh shit, it's super dangerous and super, like, poor in a lot of places. The poverty is crazy, and it's like it's it's one of those places that's weird because it's a city that is so vibrant on a world scale and has so much money in it, but the money is spread." so unevenly that it's like there are the really rich people and then there are these super poor people and it's like the classes are crazy you get you get some of that here you get most of the you know most of this movie is just in you know dealing with the characters that you know are in it and they're all poor but you know there are some interactions with like the super rich or how you know, people basically in the the kind of, you know, the lower class are trying to make it to the higher class. But really, in a situation like that, in an environment like that, it you know, both movies do a really good job of explaining kind of how difficult it is to get out of just what you're born into. And like the first, you know, City of God, especially with basically showing how two different paths from best friends when they were kids growing up with, you know, on two different life tracks um, this one kind of has less of that, but it goes through and some of the plot points kind of explain like, oh, you know, there are some really good people that are kind of forced to do some bad things because of where they live and what they have to deal with. So, but I mean, it's, it's really well done. It's the same sort of cinematic, you know, beauty, I guess, in a, in a gritty kind of way that City of God was. And, you know, it has... You know, run like scenes where they're running through the city. I always like those because, like, you just get a look, and it's it's so, you know, like you go to Washington D.C. and everything is a square, and everything's been designed to just be like from the Capitol building and extend out straight streets, square blocks. This is like just things were built as they could be, and like concrete was poured wherever it could go, and like stairwells all over the place just zigging and zagging and it's very interesting to every time of... I watch these movies City of God City of Man, anything that takes place in like the favelas in mm-hmm. Rio yeah. I'm like these people are A fit as shit because yeah, they're always running upstairs and how the fuck do you know where you live yeah how do you find your if you leave your house you're never finding it again <laughs> yeah seriously let's go like they said at the end let's go to my dad's place alright and then both of them are just thinking where the fuck is that <laughs> like 
there's there okay one you're fit because you're running upstairs all the time two you're fit because you're constantly looking for your house yeah you're running, running upstairs so you're just constantly fit yeah and lost just running everywhere just just finally find a place stopping in people's houses yeah. and sleeping and whatnot. seriously no one actually owns a home it's just waypoints yeah yeah <laughs> hey can i crash here fuck all right <laughs> Where am Where's I my actually? House? Yeah, do you know where I live? Because <laughs> fuck no, man. I, I was I came to this door and nobody do was you in know here. Where I live? So now no. I live here because no one was in here when I got here. Some guy walked in. Isn't this my house? Nope, this is my house now. This is totally my I house. Watched, did you watch the Office lesson? Yeah. Side point. Office side. <coughs> point. That's the way it was. Oh, this is my office now. I'm the boss. Yeah. Because it was empty when I got here. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. like this movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, no, but it was good. I mean, I liked it. Uh, what are your thoughts seeing it for the what time? I own it, so I've seen it quite a few times. Yeah. I, I like it, but I like... I feel like it's less explained as to what these gangs are doing in the yeah. Bellas. Like, it, this movie has nothing... They're there for drugs, basically. That's, right. What they do, it's the drug trade, and it's not even a touch point in this movie. Yeah. Not once. Like, there are gangs to be gangs in this movie. And, like, there's a turf war, but you don't know what the turf war is about, other than that the leader of the gang pissed off his his Robin, basically. Yeah. So Batman pissed off Robin, Mm -hmm. and then Robin came back to just kill him. Kill Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you can't. City of God, I felt it was more, had more, back like a plot to it that yeah. way. Like it had a little bit more of a backstory to it than this one did. Mm-hmm. But the character development, in this one was pretty good. Um, I do like the both movies do a great job of having the following the innocent person, mm-hmm. and then the. Just the instigator, like the bad people in the movie. Yeah. So they do a really good job of following both people. And you feel compassion for both both people. Yep. Like, I, I always feel compassionate toward, even in City of God, like, the guy with the glasses. He was a bad dude. What yep. was his name in the movie? I don't know. I have no idea. I remember. I'd have to watch it again. I have but no idea. You feel compassionate toward him because he had, like, a heart. Yeah. And in this movie, Midnight, yep. had a heart. You can tell from the beginning, like, he picked up... It's like Lil Zay or something. Yeah. Well, Lil Zay was the bad guy in the in the first. Yeah. Well, Lil Zay was the, the other the, guy. The psycho that. Right. Yeah, right. Was the. Yeah. Okay. But. Not to get off topic. Yeah. I don't know. You always feel compassionate toward both sides, um, and they do a pretty good good job in this movie and in you know City of God and. Elite Squad as well. I don't know if anyone's seen... You haven't seen that. All I haven't seen it, no. Um, they do a really good job of just kind of showing you... You're, as a viewer, are riding the line. You're like, I can go either way. Mm-hmm. Like, I could be this... You know, I can see where these kids are coming from. They don't have anything to do with it, but they're riding the line between... I can jump into it really easily because my cousin's in it. Right, or right. my girlfriend's brother's in it or something like that. And I choose not to, or the guy that's in it and kind of wants to get out but doesn't know quite how to. Right. So that's what I really liked about the movies. Yeah, I agree. That's an interesting point, actually, is how well they... And I I wouldn't say objectively 
they don't like objectively show these guys, but they show them in a way that's more neutral than like saying these are the bad guys, these are the good guys. Yeah. You're rooting for the good guys. Yeah. You know, it's more of like a hey, here's the point of view of these guys. Here's the point of view of these guys. You can really see logic in both and see where they're both coming from, but then you're kind of conflicted as a viewer when they collide. And that's what I thought was really good about City of God was how the two kids were, you know, started off best friends growing up, grew up two totally different people, but then their worlds were still colliding just inevitably because of all, you know, the friendship and where they live and how close everybody knows everybody, all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, this, this was a little tougher of a movie to, like you were saying with the character development, it's a little tougher because this took place, you could see over like a week. Where a city of God took place over years, and so there's a lot, a lot more detail that you have to kind of force onto a movie like this, that you just naturally get yeah. over the course of a movie that's about you know over a few years. Like but. I, I bought the movie just because I'd never heard of it before. I saw it says right on the cover, producers of City of God. It's like yep. damn, it's gonna be good. Yeah, and I, I was like in this really like phase of watching. Brazilian movies, so I bought it, whatever. It's a great movie, but mm-hmm. it felt forced out. Yeah. Because I think they pushed this right out right after City of God. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. they're like, shit, City of God's one of the best movies we've ever created down right. here. Right, seriously. Uh, it's gotten like world-renowned. Like Everyone likes it. It's been to, gotten awards at film festivals, that sort of thing. Yeah. Let's push out this movie. Same producers, same actors. Let's get this the fuck out. Yeah. And it just feels less developed. Like, it doesn't seem the same to me mm-hmm. um like again like i was explaining like you don't know why the gangs are in the like you understand if you've seen city of god why they're there but if you haven't if, if this the if this is the first film you've seen yeah the i don't want to call it a series because they really have nothing to do with each other but you don't get it yeah great there's a gang it's not like okay i know there's bloods and crips but Right. Yeah, uh, here, you know, great. <clears throat> what are they actually fighting over? Yeah. Why are they... Who gives a shit? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Um, I liked it. I wouldn't say I liked it as much as City of God, but I would like to watch City of God again now that I've seen this. Yeah. We should watch it right now. We should put it on and mute this and then just do a commentary of City of God. Um... No, but yeah, it was, it was good. So out of 10, I'm going to give it a 7 because it was right there in the middle. Like, I would watch it again, yeah. but I would rather watch some other movies yeah. first. So I've seen it like five times. I'll give it, I give it a 6.5. Yeah. It's watchable. It is. And I always forget what happens, so I watch it again. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, and I was like, oh yeah, it's like a prequel. It's not a prequel. <laughs> it is like, yeah. it's current day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's right. present right. day yeah, shit. Yeah, this took this like, took place in the seventies, and then it t- you turn it on. Like and you're it's, like, I was actually wait, talking about City of God. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> at all like this. This isn't the seventies at all. But yeah, I get funny. them all mixed. Up. <laughs> they all take place in this. They all have the same exact setting. Yeah, and the same exact characters. Yeah, so it's tough to know the difference between yeah, the three movies. That's true. Um, but yeah, all right, seven and six and a half. So there you go. Uh, how about what we watched? This week? This week. What did you watch? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I watched, honestly, a single movie this week. I watched week. The Constant Gardener. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what did you think? Was it the first time you saw it? 
Yeah, I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> okay. Honestly, like I turned it on, and I started watching and just got sidetracked. It's about this guy who's constantly, like gardening. constantly gardening, and he just will not oh, stop. God. And then the movie's over. You're like, finally, stop gardening. And I was so I watched the movie. And I was like, fuck, Ralph Fiennes is in it. Yeah. And I went to a diner out here a couple months ago. And the guy that owns the diner, I walk in, he goes, oh my god. And I was like, what? He goes, you look like a young Ralph Fiennes. And I took offense. <laughs> Ralph Fiennes is not a good looking man. He's a weird looking dude. And I always think of him in uh, Red Dragon. Oh, yeah. Because he had like a cleft lip in that movie and like all, all weird. Stuff, pelly, you can barely speak. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Don't even call me a young Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> Oh. So I started watching it and I just stopped paying attention because of Ralph Fiennes. Did you hate Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Fuck his name. you pronounce it. Yeah. No, that's funny. The guy, the guy goes, Oh my God, you look just like a fucking young Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, it was the guy. Does he just do that all day? He's like, was, Holy <laughs> shit, you know who you look like? This guy who just walked in like 20 minutes ago? Dead ringer for Ray Fiennes. <laughs> On, yeah. It was on Aviation next to Bonds, man. Really? It was a shitty-ass diner right there. Ocean Diner? Ocean, that's the diner. That's a good diner. I like that place. When did you go in? Like, what time of day? It was in the morning. So you had breakfast? I had breakfast. I, I was like, give the, me a, a veggie omelet. I thought their breakfast was good. No, it was a pile of shit. He <laughs> cooked the eggs and threw vegetables on top. <laughs> Uncooked vegetables. <laughs> well, it was so gross. I was like, this is not breakfast. It's your what fault for getting a veggie omelet. I was should have got some serious meat in there. Looking for being lean and fit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that Chipotle uh, burrito I just did. Dude, that was so good though. Mm-hmm. Can't be pissed about that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. In all honesty, that I no, I did. But I don't know what it was. Wait, what? I don't know what movie it was. I'm, I'm trying to think of the movie that I watched oh. this week. I watched it. Uh, I felt slacky this week. Tuesday. I know, me too. I just didn't really watched a lot of um, No Reservation. Yeah, that's a good show. It's like quick. Yeah, just turn it on and pass it out. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's what we watched. So this episode is we watched the back. shitty Constant Garden. <laughs> I think I watched something else too. I don't really remember. Yeah. If we think about it, we can come back to it. But uh, we're gonna take a little break, and then we'll be back to go over our top. Five already, dude. We're twenty minutes in. I know. South Central American movies. We better talk a lot about that. We'll be back. We are back, and it is top five time. Top five South American slash Central American movies. This slash is... North American movies. Based in South and Central America. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, this, uh, this list... Uh, uh, Man on Fire. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. There are some good ones that were set down there that weren't made down there. Unfortunately. Man on Fire is my top, is my top five. <laughs> Man on Fire, number five. 
I'll go directly to my number four, which has already been said. It's Man on Fire. <laughs> um, no, but this, these are movies that, you know, because we did French films, and obviously Europe itself has a greater history of film than, say, South American countries. Um, so we decided to lump it in and lump in as well um, Central America because those would be pretty... In all honesty, I don't think I've seen 10 or 5 strictly Latin American movies and 5 strictly Central American movies yeah, that would be like list-worthy. Right. So it's you know they're lumped, um, but basically anyone who's out there that's hating us for doing foreign films that hates foreign films... You should be thanking us for this week because this gets an entire continent out of the way. Yeah, done. A whole thing, gone. There's only like Shit. five more left. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, let's let's just roll right into it. Uh, why don't you give your number five? I will give my number five. Do it. E2 Mama Tambien. <sighs> I haven't seen it. It's a wonderful movie. I wanted to. I, About, it's uh, on the instant queue. Five times this week. Young gentlemen exploring their sexual nature. Mm. A, I feel like with their mommies also no but yes no it's uh, an older an older woman yeah uh, like their mom kind yeah. of also mm-hmm and your mother as Ooh, well. this is this is getting uh, um and they go on like a little trip it's all these movies are really that's why I like South American cinema is they're really oh they're not over the top but they're not like, shy about doing, like, a movie about, like, they're not shy about themes. Yeah. Like, they feel like United, the U.S. audience is a little shy about, like, a younger boy hooking up with an older yeah. woman. Like, this, these kids are pretty young in the movie. Um, so we're not going to touch on these subjects, but in South and Central America, and mm-hmm. they're all about it. Yeah, like, oh yeah. They're, they're not shy about being uber-violent or being super sexual or mm-hmm. just touching on just taboo subjects that we don't really touch on in our films. Yeah. Uh, as a whole, we're all about Transformers and weird <laughs> shit that you, you know, you get all lost yeah. in. Yeah. It's no tough. I mean, it's societal differences, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But uh. it, it feels like, well, it doesn't feel like, but it is a lot of times to get different because like Hollywood now just is so frustrating and and makes me sad how like just the shit that constantly gets put out. Like rarely is there a great movie anymore that comes out that was made by a major studio or that was kind of like an important thing like for that studio because all of these indie movies come out and they're the good movies. All these major movies come out that are in fucking 3D and just charge ridiculous yeah. amounts for tickets and stuff, and it's like none of these movies are are made. It's like they're they're made for bo- being labeled a box office blockbuster or something, rather than like an award winning film or you know doing it for the sake of making a movie like cinema. Like the word cinema has vanished from Hollywood. Movies. Are lucky if they bre- like break even these days. Yeah, because they all suck, it's and really they cost weird. so much to make. No, like I don't understand the point of Hollywood anymore. Like we're all about we're consumers, and no one goes to the fucking theater anymore. Yeah. Like I feel like the American audience is smart enough to know that 
it's gonna be a pile of shit. I'll get it on Netflix for, you know. Unfortunately, free. they're not, and that's why. No, these big movies, unless it's huge, like a Transformers, where it's got like a, like a franchise to yeah. it. Yeah. These movies aren't making money. They're not making much money. They're not making as much money as they used to in. Well, sure. Nineties, eighties. Sure. Like that's all, true. Yeah. Now they're breaking even or making a little bit of money. But that's why they don't they bust through the theaters real quick. Remember when movies used to be in theaters for three months? Do you remember those days? Mm, no. You don't. No. What like name a movie that was that time? When was it? I don't know if it was just a Vermont thing, but we used to have yeah, like a movie would come out. It was out for like a while. Yeah. Well, there months. That's true. Yeah, and great movies now still it's out for like three weeks and it's. Push through. You can still, and I mean, Oscar season helps that with the good movies. Like, you can still go out and see The Artist in a theater, and it's been a few months since that thing came out, but, you know, that's just because it won an award. But all these movies definitely, you know, I, I think a lot of it's cannibalized by, you know, it being annoying to go to a theater, the ridiculous amount of money they want you to pay to see a movie, let alone if you want to go in 3D. Then you're going to spend like $20 on a ticket. And throw up, because it's in 3D. And throw up. And how affordable and how easy services have become, like Netflix, like or Amazon. Watchthis.com. Let me You can watch any movie you want for free. Yeah. And so, I mean, all that stuff definitely doesn't do any justice to you the theater. You viruses on your computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that the experience of the theater is... It's, it's just as important. It's a lure. It has, but you know there there's no great movies because the movies themselves that are great aren't making enough money either, because there's just drowned out by all this ridiculous bullshit. Churned out Shia like, LaBeouf movies. Yeah, like John Carter or uh, all that yeah. shit, and they don't have any ad dollars, so people don't you know seek them out and all this stuff, and then. The majority of theaters won't show them because they can. They figure they can make more money off of this. Or Regal, I'm sure, has contracts with certain, you know, uh, I guess studios to like play, have two of their movies playing, you know, whatever for so long that they just get all this crap. I feel like Regal is one of the worst offenders that's hurting movies, is because they don't play good movies in any of their theaters. They play just the kind of generic crap that nobody really wants to see nobody wants to go see john carter i can promise you that zero people want to see it zero maybe even maybe even negative four people want to see it we'll see how big it does this weekend yeah but it's like today didn't it uh, yeah probably did actually there's there's been a a fucking billboard on artesia for so long we live in billboard nation man Oh, it's gross. We live in Los Angeles. It's gross. It's just that's what we're gonna hear about all no, the time. No, that's fine. It's John Carter. That's fine and if shit. If we hear about movies, I love being in the mecca of movies. I just wish it was the mecca of better movies. Of better <laughs> of better movies. <laughs> just wish it was the mecca of better movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But yeah, well, all right. What's, all right. Your, what's your five? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> kind of ate you up in that one. No, um, we kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah, we did. Um. I'm kind of torn because I feel like I want to put City of Men on the list in my number five slots where it would, it would go. go. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do that. And I'll, I'll leave my honorable mention in my honorable mention. 
uh, and talk about it then. Cool. Uh, but, you know, I've already basically said enough about that movie, so don't need to do it. But I just feel like it's it's very, you know, it's it's one of those movies, like we're talking about, that America would never make because it won't have the draw, it won't have the appeal, and, you know, however, it's it's worth seeing a movie like that if you enjoy movies at all. It's like, if, if you don't, if you enjoy movies on an artistic level of any kind, you should see that, you know, that or City of God or one of these kind of Brazilian Rio movies. Because... Brazilians that, take a lot of pride in these movies. Yeah, and it's a whole different uh, atmosphere. It's a whole different experience than going to see a movie that's set like in L.A. Yeah. Like seeing Boys in the Hood or something. Similar yeah. movies, but completely different areas. And you get the feel for that when you see this. Um, <clears throat> but, it, you know, going back to that conversation, I feel like more of the studio productions are based on mass appeal and how many bodies can we potentially put in a theater yeah. versus, you know this great movie which is <clears throat> not necessarily for everybody but is worth making because it's going to be good so anyways that's my number five city of men number four is a movie that i've seen once so it might be higher on my list if i will see it again but it is amores peros <laughs> um it's on my list it's a good movie uh, all around, I think it was pretty incredible. It's got the same sort of feel of like a crash. Fuck, where dude. You're stealing all my shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where it's like, you know, it kind of juxtaposes different vignettes almost in, in, in with each other and like different storylines and how they collide and all that stuff. Um, I feel like Inaratu or Inuratu or whatever the director's name is who did Babel and who did... Um, uh, beautiful with Javier Bardem last year. Um, I feel like incorrectly. All yeah, all he's made are movies that are just like this that explore this kind of idea of how lives intersect after like a death or a tragedy or something. And similar to something, you know, an American audience isn't going to, on the whole, flock to a movie like this. But it's so well done. It's like artistically just, I don't know. I, f I felt like it was really, it was incredible considering it was one of his first directorial, like he, it was one of the first movies he directed. And then Gail Garcia Bernal, it was one of the first movies he was in. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it launched both of them and was pretty impressive. Um, but, you know, it's, it's told really well. And I think Inaratu was the, like, either wrote it himself or was, like, a, I don't know, like, adapted it, helped adapt it, or was part of the writing that, team yeah. that made it. Um, I think it's real, it shot really well, too. And then, you know, it, it I don't know, it, it shows what can be done with that type of movie if you're not influenced by somebody in your ear saying, well, where's the happy ending? What's the audience, you know, what's going to make the audience want to see this? It's like making it for the sake of telling the story, not making it for the sake of making money. Yeah. And I feel like it was, like, that's, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. And like I said, it might have moved up the list, but I, I thought first viewing and only viewing is really good. Yeah. So that's my number four. 
That was also my number four. Boom. Um, the only issue is I saw it when it was not translated in English. Hmm. So I watched it in Spanish, and I didn't understand quite. <laughs> so you didn't have subtitles. Uh, no subtitles. I watched it huh. while I was in Peru. Oh wow. Um, and I enjoyed it. Loved it, and I was going to say the crash thing. I was like, oh, it's a snatch or a crash. Mm-hmm. Our stories are overlapping, but great movie. Yep. I liked it. Just fun. Mm-hmm. Not even fun. It's just kind of a cool thing. Fun it's just in like a, a weird way. Yeah, it's just yeah. a neat movie to watch. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. I agree. And there's dogfighting. That's true. There's B, you're never going to fight. That's right. Don't ever you're a lover, not a fighter. She's such a lover. She's so um, Number three. Yep. Same actor. What is his name? Gail? Gail Garcia Bernal. Yeah. Motorcycle Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Che. Haven't seen Magnificent Che. Mm-hmm. And he goes on a motorcycle tour of South America, basically, which is one of my dreams. That'd be there fucking crazy yeah, awesome. Would. That would be. If you didn't get shot in the face by somebody, because you're American. Have you seen or read Long Way Round? No. By Ethan... Not Ethan. Ethan Hawke? No. <laughs> Um, fucking, it's not Ethan either. Uh, I don't know the guy who was in Star Wars. Yeah, no, I've seen. There's a, there's a. Yeah, there's yeah. a movie. He but has the motorcycle tour. Yeah, and they go Ewan from. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. There you go. And they basically ride around the world, mm-hmm. or as as best they can. And BMWs. Yeah. yeah. And some of the parts going through like Russia, I can imagine being the same story as going through South America, like really hairy border crossings yeah. and just cops that'll pull you over just so that you will bribe them to leave you alone. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of what you would get in South America too. I haven't seen the motorcycle diary, so I don't know if that any of that's in there. Well but. it takes place for fifties, early probably the early sixties. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like it was different back then, especially for a native Yeah, true. Argent- the movie was made in Argentina. Is he from Argentina, I believe. Um Sounds right. Really neat movie. Um, and they go around Argentina, go up Chile, go through Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just cool to see all the places. Like, it, I really enjoyed it because I've been to a lot like of the places they visit, like the major places they visit. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun to see. It was just a fun movie for me. Yeah. Um, it's not a very serious movie. It's just a, the journey of these two young men riding a motorcycle gaily together. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And like the adventures they go through, the motorcycle breaks down. They gotta fix it. Stopping yep. in town, meeting some random people in town, having sex with some women, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how it's just it. a fun, like carefree movie. And then he turns into a Marxist later on. Oh, nice. Well, that's what Che was. Yeah. Was he a Marxist or a fascist? One? I don't know. Some sort of ist. I don't know. Yeah. I, he's that guy from the t-shirts. Yeah, he's so, <laughs> so revolutionary. That's all I know, yeah. I remember I kids in college wearing that shirt, and I was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, right in the face. Yep. Uh, nice. So it's just a, it's kind of a carefree movie, fun movie, kind of, it's really funny. Like, they cuss each other out constantly, yeah. which is fucking funny. I just find that shit hilarious. He is snoring over here. I'm yeah, she can't breathe very well. So are, are you are you telling me that it's just a fun, happy-go-lucky movie that would have like a, I don't know, like a. It's not like a Muppets movie, but it's like a fun. movie. It'd have a nice little jolly theme song, like some traveling music, you know, yeah. like like a little. Uh... I own it. You want to borrow it? <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Though it's it's got some I don't know, Phil Collins over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Don't worry. Be, Be happy. happy. <laughs> Wasn't this made in the 50s? <laughs> or isn't this in the 50s? That song wasn't even out yet. Yeah, but listen to it. Listen to the words. They're listen so, to the words. These guys are totally not worrying because they're riding a motorcycle together. They're, they're so obviously happy. Oh, uh, and they're being happy. Oh, so nice. Uh, nice. So you're number three, Motorcycle Diaries. That's two. Your lists recently have been chock full of movies I have not seen. I feel like I had more to say, but I don't really know. That's it? No, I don't. I thought I'd have more to say. Do they, does he write a diary? No. Okay. There we go. And uh, my number three is a movie I've had on my list. It was my one of my long takes picks. Um, it is I Am Cuba. Uh, it's more, it's a Cuban movie, and since we're including Central America, it's kind of, it counts. Yeah. So, I Am Cuba, or Soy Cuba, is, uh, basically, it's the same sort of thing. It's multiple stories, but they don't intersect. They're just, like, individual vignettes that really tell the story of Cuban people during the beginnings of, like, the Castro Revolution and that whole time, um... It's really well done in a storytelling sense. I felt like I connected with all the stories and they were kind of authentic, or at least I assume they were authentic because they were about that time. So I feel like it kind of, it probably came from a place, like at least some, whoever was writing it, came from a place of like, came from their heart and like they wanted to make it so that people could see this kind of stuff. Um, but... You know, it's got some amazing long takes. It's kind of like Irreversible, where it's just a movie that is full of long takes. There are very few cuts. There are very few, I guess, individual scenes within each vignette. There are a lot, you know, just long takes. Some you really notice because you're waiting for a cut and you don't get it. There's this club scene where they're just literally the camera is following this guy and then it'll follow another guy and then it'll weave in and out of like a barrier like it's 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 actually almost groundbreaking how they use the camera in some of this because of how big the camera probably was back then and how they move it around um one of the most famous long takes in the movie is where they start up on like a rooftop party on a hotel and i'm uh, probably in havana and then they go all in one take go down the side of the of the hotel go down out into the like by the pool and then into the pool and so you're like wow how how did they manage to do that because it was someone freehanding it on the roof and then i read about it what i read is that they literally took this camera and just passed it down like people person to person down these this each each room in this hotel would be a guy standing out on the balcony or something and they literally hand it down and it was like on a steady cam or something so it didn't look like it was being handled but it was crazy, and then it went into the water, and then back out of the water, and apparently what Ryan said, or maybe I looked it up and said this when I said it, but is that they used like some sort of submarine lens or something, so that it didn't show, like it didn't appear that water was like, you know, on the lens and was dripping off. Just insane stuff that probably took an entire day just to plan out. Um but I mean, the movie itself is really well told. Like the content is is really good, including, you know, all these. I don't know. There's probably five stories 
every single one is really good in its own weird way. Um, but, you know, along with it being so cinematically fun to watch, I think it really is. It's, it's actually, it was banned or like lost or something for a bunch of years. So it just wasn't out there. And then I feel like, and I may be wrong with this, and maybe somebody else, but I feel like Guillermo del Toro actually helped revive it along with like Martin Scorsese, Alec Baldwin, all these weird like combo of celebrities in movies that said like we this movie needs to be seen. We need to remaster and like produce it so that it's on DVD, you know, out here and so it's I was able to see it on Netflix before it sucked and it was an awesome movie. Before it sucked. Before Netflix sucked. Before uh, Netflix didn't have it half the movies that it has now on it. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. My number two, speaking of Guillermo del Toro, is Pan's Labyrinth. It is technically a Mexican movie. It was Mexican made, but it was set in Spain. So it's kind of Spanish Mexican, but you know, made in Mexico. It's Mexican. It's Mexican. Thank you. I was blanking on that term. Um, or Maine. <laughs> Maine. It's a Maine movie. Yeah, it's a Maine movie. Yeah. Mexa Spain. Mexican. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it was Sexico. That's it. That's the one. Uh, but yeah, it's such. I mean, it's such an amazing fantasy movie. Like, cause that's really what it is. Um, made in Sexico, <laughs> and uh, it's so brilliantly directed. And it's like, I feel like it's it was like an instant modern classic. Eyeball. Like, yeah, everyone knows eyeball hands. Seriously, this dude, you're like, where is his... Oh, my God! There they are. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's really... It's like a sweet movie that's veiled in this weird, like, revolution fascist weird thing. Yeah. That, I don't know, I thought it was really good. Um, it Obviously, it won some Oscars, and... Um, I loved it, you know, me right from when I saw it and I feel like, you know, it's it's got many aspects that really complement each other and come together to make a really good movie. So that's my number like two. A fairy tale is a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So that's my number two. How about you? Um, I don't want to put that on my list anymore. Don't. I won't. I like it. It's a beautiful movie. I love it. <laughs> okay. It's uh I'm gonna put Elite Squad as my number two. Yeah. Um, Another movie I haven't seen. <laughs> well, it's it's no different than City of God or City of Men. It's just a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, so it follows the elite police, which is the BOPE or Bope or whatever they fucking call it in Portuguese. Um, and it's basically a SWAT team that goes through the favelas and kills these guys that you get to know within City of Men and City of God. Um, it's these... Uh, and it's the same producer as the same... Uh, as City of God and City of Men. Wow. So it's it's similar feel. Yeah. Um, just a different, different perspective. Yeah. But it's basically these guys running through and how they feel about what these guys are doing, um, about everybody that lives in the favela. Uh, they just look down on them and yeah. they want to kill everybody that goes up there and they're just super like uh, uh, um, <laughs> type A personality yeah. like uh, I want to kill everybody fuck you I have a gun let's fucking kill you they're very uh, there's a child running and his name is Clayton he's barely he's one he's one yeah. his name's Clayton 
Right. He's from City of Dreams. He is from this movie. Yeah. And, well, weird thing about South America, they name their kids odd things. Clayton, a weird thing, like, you wouldn't expect a child in South America to be named Clayton. Yeah. You feel like that's an American name, right? American weird so, name that nobody... I was down in Peru, young boy, I hung out with him for, like, a week and a half. He was the coolest kid ever. He was, like, four and his name was Jefferson. <laughs> nice. I was like, dude, your name is Jefferson? He was like, yeah, my name's Jefferson. <laughs> That's such a... I was like, are you picking American presidents to name your children after? What are you doing? Uh, was he that cool about it? Your name's Jefferson? Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I called him Jeffer, or yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, he, no, he had no idea. No, that's cool. He thought it was normal, but... You think it's... I always thought it was hilarious that, yeah. like, these random names come up and, like... That you don't feel should be coming up in a Spanish-speaking country or even Portuguese-speaking country. Yeah. But they do. Um, Clayton. <laughs> Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> He's our friend, Clayton. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Elite, Elite Squad, Squad, watch it. It's a fun movie. Very violent. Lots of guns. Awesome. Totally different than City of Men, but it's uh, just different perspective. Same, same. Um, same dudes. Same, same dudes. <laughs> oh, I'm just exhausted. All right. I'm, ex- I'm tired. Next. Should I do my number one? I think so. City of God. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to do three from the same producer, but City <laughs> of God's fucking awesome. Yeah. Literally, I watched that. And that's what got me into these, just Brazilian, you know, waxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great movie. Um, It's just fun to watch the kids grow up. And again, I kind of mix the two up. City of Men, City of God. Yeah. But you watch them. Their older brothers were doing this shit, and that's how they learned it. And then you watch the growing of the favela. Like in the beginning, it's just kind of like a neighborhood type feel, and then Mm -hmm. it just grows into this kind of. Really bigger city dangerous type. place yeah it, and like in the beginning it's kind of innocent yeah we're gonna steal money from the milkman yep uh, and then it just turns into we're gonna be dealing coke because this is kind of what we're doing because <laughs> we can make a lot more money a lot more money and it just turns into that and it's just a really fun movie to watch it's kind of like watching Goodfellas or like yeah. a gangster movie where they're they're inventing the game yeah like, right Hey, our brothers did it this way. We're gonna do it a lot harder and a lot faster. Yeah, that's no, that's thing. that's a good way. I've never actually thought about yeah, that. So it's, that's a good. It's a, it's fun in that way. And yeah. then there's one kid in the movie that just drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> I, he's in this. He's in City of Men briefly. He's yeah. like, he plays the younger version of one of the main characters in this movie. But just him laughing. I just remember he plays Little Zay, mm-hmm. a long, a young Little Zay in the in City of God, and. He going to that hotel and shooting people and laughing. Yep. yep. And his crooked teeth just fucking drive me insane. But that's the character. Like, he's supposed to be insane. And because he's insane, I, I, it drives me insane. Like, it drives <laughs> yeah. me crazy to watch him do it. Yeah. But, uh, and even like the, the older character, whoever plays the older, him growing up drives me crazy too. It's just yeah. the same. They play the same person. It's which weird. Is really great. They do a really good job of like casting people who look identical. In this movie, I yeah. thought when I watched this again, I thought 
I figured in my head this movie was made ten years later because the the kid that plays Ace in this movie, younger him is little Zay. The character, the kid that plays little Zay, yeah, is the younger him. But I saw this again. I haven't watched this probably in two years, and I watched it tonight and thought in my head that's little Zay. Actually, the kid that played little Zay yeah. is. Actually, this kid, 10 right. years late, I don't know if this makes any fucking sense whatsoever, but... It's like they they had the foresight to film a bunch of stuff... They look fucking exactly like alike. 10 years before. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's weird. Really weird. But hey, maybe they did. I don't think so. But that's my number one as well. See, See God. Yeah. No surprise. That's Whenever a great movies conversation comes up, that movie always comes to mind. Uh, whenever foreign films come up... Oh, yeah! Uh, whenever foreign films, you know, a foreign films discussion comes up, that always comes to mind. It's like that. It's just, for me, been one of the greatest movie experiences I've had is watching that movie. And um, it's, I don't know, it's just there There are a ton of amazing things about it. Um, I, The first time I saw it, I was pretty blown away. And the every other time, I've just... You know, loved it even more for you know different reasons. Same reasons. In that, you know, oh yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's so great. You know, we've talked about it already in this episode, so I don't really need to go into anything. But I think it's it's honestly a masterpiece, and I would like to. Uh, I see it over there on the table. I would like to watch it. Yeah, man, it's right, right there. No, it's right there. We should fucking watch it right now. Yeah. All right, we're gonna end the episode asap now. Done. Um. <laughs> but there's like little things in, within the filming itself that just blows your yeah. mind. Yeah, no, like no. that soccer scene in the beginning I, that blew my mind. Yeah, like when I first saw it. Uh, no, it's it's a great movie. If, I mean, that would be if there's any movie that I would say if you haven't seen a you know South American or Central American movie that should be first on your list. Tyler has it; you can borrow it. I have it; you can borrow it. Yeah, just watch it because it's fantastic. Uh, got any honorable mentions over there besides Pan's Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth, honorable mention. I have others. Um, Uno Momento. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Turistas. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't seen it. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of just XXY. It's more of like a sexy South American film. Yeah. Uh, very sexy. It's all about... Uh, it's just about sex. Very sexy. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, City of Men's an honorable mention. Yep. Um, that's Elite Squad 2. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen... You don't have to see one to see the other. They're separate films. So. Yeah. Same characters, but you can actually understand one without seeing the other, so... Nice. Um, watch one or... The other uh, city or Elite Squad Two is on demand on Netflix. Nice. So check it out if you nice. want to. Pan's Labyrinth. I'm gonna actually see again. I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. Need to see it again. Mm-hmm. I own it and I've only watched it once. Here you go. You've seen it. And how dumb is that? Yeah. Like I. I've done that. Where you buy a movie and then just don't watch it. You love a movie. I and have then movies you buy it like that are still it. in the wrapper. <laughs> Yeah. Like I have and I haven't seen. Yeah. How fucking dumb is that? Maybe it was like five bucks. You're like, dude, I gotta uh, buy this. I don't think I've ever bought a movie on sale. <laughs> I buy it at full price because I'm retarded. 
Dude. Oh, oh, that's actually you've added two dollars to that price. I'm gonna buy I'll take this now. it. I'll take it. Yeah. Is there any chance this price will go up in the next three weeks? Because I will hold out. <laughs> no, I was I was at Best Buy the other day and they have a bunch of Blu-ray Criterion movies for thirty bucks that I was this close to like dropping hundred and fifty bucks on. Are Blu-rays that expensive? Uh, Criterion Blu-rays are that expensive. Criterion Collection is like a the Criterion. I guess it is called the Criterion Collection, but that it's like a group that uh, basically preserves film history and greatness in film. And so it's like all these amazing movies like Seven Samurai is a Criterion oh, movie. Okay. Um, all these really great classic films that maybe haven't been brought to America. Yeah. Like, we'll all be... They'll take them, they'll restore them, they will put them out on DVD and now... Blu-ray. And yeah. so it's just like the deluxe version of all these movies with the Criterion, like it's basically their stamp of approval. It's like Criterion Collection means this is going to be a good movie. Uh, it just sounds like they're trying to make a shitload of money on people. They might be, but they do a great job restoring all those old movies. Like the You can go get it on DVD for like five bucks. You can't. Not like... Seven Samurai? The, not the... not Well, Seven Samurai Mon? maybe. But like 400 Blows... One of those movies I talked about yeah. in French, you're never gonna get that. On, I mean, Amazon yeah. maybe. I was actually looking today at these. A lot of these, like, um, Amoris or Parrot, mm-hmm. the Amoris Parrot, yeah, forty-five bucks. Yeah. To buy it. Yep. Yeah. I so like, it's. I mean. Yeah, there's you know, a lot of these movies that you can't get. Yeah. Makes sense. So it's. I mean, Criterion Collection does. Elite a lot of Squad those add to special order from fucking Brazil. Nice. I nice. couldn't get it here. Uh, but Elite Squad 2 is on Netflix. which is- <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what other honorable mentions you got? That's all I got. Man. That's all you got? I got uh, Babel, which was my number five until we watched this. But Never saw only that. because B-A-B-E-L it, yeah, with Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. And it's an Inaratu movie, though, so it's a Mexican film that's set all over the world. All right. So like, there's somebody in Korea. There's somebody in. I never saw it. I heard it was boring. Iraq or, or some yeah. some kind of. That was they came in the time like the time where like Michael Clayton and like those yeah. movies. Yep. Everything's pretty was, much. Everyone was set in Iraq. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, only one only one story of theirs was set in Iraq. But basically, it was a movie about the breakdown of communication across different cultures, different languages, and how people communicate. Yeah. It was. I felt like it kind of beat you over the head with it, and it was kind of annoying, which is why I didn't want to put it on my list, but it's still, I have a lot of respect for the, I guess, the message, because it was actually a a well-told movie, it just kind of annoyed me. Um, But then also, the second honorable mention is Frida. I like Selma Hack, but I couldn't watch that movie Dude. because she had a unibrow. <laughs> I know that was so distracting. I love her. That was so distracting. She did have a unibrow, but that—I I mean, that was a pretty good movie. I, I can't. Wasn't I can't Albert Molina or Alfred Molina in that too? I, I've never seen the movie. I can't. Feel I like refuse to watch it because Selma Hack is like. Dude, the love she gets of my naked life. a whole bunch in that though. Does she really? Yeah, she does. She gets naked a lot. You just have to look away from the unibrow. I can't do it. Like she <laughs> is like the one. She's like my like ideal woman, even though she's getting really old now. Yeah. 
Well, about some height. Yeah, there you go. She's not that old. She's like Spanish old. Which she's isn't... never old because they don't age. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, she's she's so, gonna be hot forever. She's babe. Yeah, she pretty much is. Uh, pretty much is. She's a fucking babe. There's no pretty much. Okay, fine. She is not yeah. pretty much is. Whatever. Ugh. Uh, Alfred Molina. There he is. Plays Diego Rivera. Of course he would play a Diego. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is also in it. Fucking in. It's not Desperado 3, is it? <laughs> four. Plays David Alfaro Siqueiros. Oh, honorable mention. El Mariachi. El Mariachi. Yeah. Nice. There you go. That's um, Mexican, right? I don't know. I probably. Sure. Uh, yeah, but, you know... That's uh, that's my honorable mention. So, yeah, you're gonna have to see. It cause she does get naked a whole bunch look, in that. Uh, she gets naked a whole bunch. If she's your ideal cover, woman, man. if she's your ideal woman, that is. It I've is. seen her naked. She gets naked and desperate. Well, kind of naked and desperate. True. All right. Fair. Fair I'll stick to Desperado. I don't know that movie just because she gets naked. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, but so those are our top five. Let's agree, disagree. Go hit us up on Facebook. Let us know. Uh, got any shout-outs? Uh, does anybody know Dog Whisperer? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't you, really you need any shout-outs. You need a Cesar Milan to I come in. I need a Cesar Milan. And, and hit, uh, hit this girl over the head with some obedience. She's fine with uh, just her and I, but add an element of surprise, <laughs> i.e. Kevin... And, and she goes fucking batshit yeah. crazy. She'll get better when she's used to all of us. She'll get better when I punch her in the mouth. It's true. No, I won't punch her. In the mouth. It's true. She probably will get better with that. Okay. Her little baby nose. Her get, little baby nose. She'll probably get worse if you beat her. She'll start getting crazy. My shout out is to the pre-party that we're gonna have to have before the barcicle tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. I don't know when. Doesn't matter. Just I'm waking up and drinking. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. On Let's do it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, this is one of the shorter episodes. It wasn't our shortest, though. We've done a 56 minuter, and this happened to be an hour. Dude, we, I don't know what our deal is, but we're kind of getting on the curve of making short ones here. That's all right. That's totally fine. Well, it's also with, you know, stuff that. Well, we didn't have an opening. So, so let's watch. Yeah, that's true. So let's watch a movie next week. That isn't a foreign movie. That's just like something that pisses us off or that we both think is ridiculous. And then we'll have plenty to talk about. Watch a movie movie. Just watch any movie. We can watch a movie that we've both seen multiple times. We'll have a lot to talk about. Alright, we'll do it. Oh. Alright. What? Alright. We should though. Yep. Alrighty, so thanks for listening. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, and uh, we will be back with you guys next week. Twit twat me later. Yeah. I don't have a Twitter account. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>